It was something. There's a couple of uh, anniversaries that we're celebrating the past couple of days. Uh, one was um, the anniversary of Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I fucking love, dude. The amount that clip never gets old, dude. The amount of times I miss the old internet. Did you see that one thing I posted about internet? Go to my Instagram real quick. It's in my stories. And then just click on the link. It'll be like internet or yeah, internet in 2021. Oh yeah. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. 2023. Yeah. And it's like back in 2012 and it's just a little cup song. Yeah. Those are the good Fucking, internet days. It was. Those man. are the good internet days. And then the other thing that was recently celebrated was the five year anniversary of a headline in gay culture of uh, it was something like 26 year old male sucks 10 inch cock and goes to the ER for torn Throat <laughs> thing, yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he posted it himself, being like, It's my five Wayne's year Wayne. anniversary since the one thing I will never be able to let down. Damn, <laughs> I mean, good for that guy, man. Uh huh, fucking hysterical. Hello, 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 hello. We took uh, two shots of tequila, and that's why you're here. Hey, my name is Shibby. My name is Rooster. And this is After Two Tequila Shots, the podcast where we talk about current events. After taking two tequila shots, it is uncensored. Unfiltered. Unpredictable. But always distilled. distilled. Let's go. Why'd you put that delay on it? That was weird. That's the tequila this time. Let's go. It's good. Oh, I got something else for the pod that I'm sending you right okay. now. Okay. All right, cool. Drop it in and there. And maybe we'll even call her. We'll call someone. Drop it in, drop it in the show notes. I got Bluetooth ready. Everything's ready. We're and ready we're, to we're go. We're cooking. We're hot. We're literally cooking, actually. I got yeah. ribs. I got ribs in the smokers, you Because we're celebrating. What are we celebrating? It's my birthday. You got sound effects. Hit them shits. I, I got sound effects. Light them hoes up. Light them hoes up. I'm doing the, 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 the fading. Here we go. Yeah, let them all off. Yeah, my soundboard is just wanting to do whatever it wants to do. Uh, yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Gemini season. Throat's a little raw, so excuse me while I put on my little, you know, like uh, uh, my what's his name? It's the gay icon, Harvey Harvey Feinstein. Harvey, not Harvey. No, no. I don't know. You said gay icon like there's Mi- a list. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, like, Robin Williams? No, the one that talks like like he's constantly had a voice Clint like Eastwood? this. That is like super raw. Clint Eastwood? He wrote um, Kinky Boots. <laughs> Just hetero, cis hetero on the couch, man. Cis- Harvey Firestein. Oh, Fire- Fire- oh Firestein. Oh, that guy. Love that guy. Yeah, he was yeah. on uh, Independence Day. <laughs> See, that's where my knowledge oh, of... <laughs> Garrett, yeah, Harry, that's my Harvey yeah. Firestein. Shout out to you, I, Harvey. I'm, I'm, shout, I'm, I'm, I'm living that life right now. Is he still alive? My, he, he, I thought he passed recently. Don't or I say could be, that. No, I could be completely wrong. Wow. Because I, I, I'm you, just like it's homeboy from uh, Independence Day. Till present, years okay, after, shout still out. present. We, we, How ride, dare we still you? ride with How you, Harvey. Dare you? Uh, my name is Shibuya. I am a performer, poet, publisher, producer, and community organizer, and. And, uh, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. That's that's literally all I got. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not all you got. You also had a, an amazing show on Thursday. An amazing show. In We're Dallas. celebrating Shout Pride. Out to the D. Yes. Uh, we like the big D. Big uh, Tuck. I love a big D. Tom Tom. Um, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fat bastard. We see you, DSR. Yes. Yes. We had a good show. Gina Chavez. Shout out to Gina Chavez, Latin Grammy nominated um, musician out of Austin, Texas. That headline.
headlined the show. It was great. We had some great musicians from Dallas, uh, other Dallas poets. Uh, we had a good time. And we showed out. And uh, I, I, I produced the show. And I, if I do say so myself, yeah, it yeah. was amazing. The hubby was uh, on the, the show? The hubby was on the show as well. Truly. Shout out to Truly. Uh, so, yeah, we just celebrating Pride. We got a few more shows uh, this coming week. If my voice doesn't give out, <laughs> I'm like, where, where, where is the steroid? Somebody give me a steroid for my vocal cords. True. Uh, my name is Rooster. I am a person from San Antonio, Texas. I love it here. Uh, and re- currently, we're trying to survive the heat because the heat has finally come. Yeah. It, we are notorious for the heat that we live in. I'm so here for it. I am too. I also had a revelation. I realized that my summer aesthetic and winter fall aesthetic wildly different yeah my summer aesthetic it gets more gothy and skateboarder you are living it right now right you got the you've got, got the, the red misfits, chucks, misfits uh sleeveless cut, sleeveless the red chucks the shorts you just like still though with the beanie. fucking beanie yeah fucking beanie in yeah. this heat yeah okay yeah yeah uh and then in the fall it kind of shifts into like hipster professor dusty hipster professor dusty hipster professor yeah. so i learned that about myself and i don't know you know whenever you learn about yourself that's important yeah. i i realized i own more uh sleeveless and cut off and tank top shirts than most sleeve of any shirts yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i'm it. not equipped for the winter at no. all no it's always interesting with you because your aesthetic is typically always black yeah and like that's cool <laughs> but then like like on wednesday you popped up at the show at, uh at hondro's rocking the uh flower print it was prints yes yeah. and i was like oh look at chibi looking summer as shit i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying to break it up you know i was i was i was programmed by mac to just wear all black <clears throat> all the time yeah um but i'm trying to you know, I'm wearing a white shirt. Right I see now. it. Yeah, it's like a little, little weepile ish. Um, I, I also realized uh, now that I am turning 36, uh, I only have three pairs of jeans that fit me, so I may need to go oh. shopping. I like that it's shopping and not like, you know, jog. No, no, it's definitely <laughs> shopping. No, because you and I are in the same camp. We're not yeah. really like, hey, I'm try- let's work out. There's, there's a bike. Uh, I have a spin bike. It's not a Peloton. It's like a cheap knockoff version uh, in my living room. And, and I try to hop on it every once in a while. Uh, but also, I look at it with such disdain. Like, I fucking hate yeah, I just exercise so that I could eat more and drink more and, yeah, feel okay. Which we are going to eat and drink all day long. Yeah. Uh, ribs are coming out. I ain't making barbecue ring ribs. I'm making mole ribs. I'm very interested. I'm very excited. So uh, let's... And we're going to be drinking. And so today we're actually drinking something quite special. What is this tequila chibi? It's in the shape oh, of a right. nut sack. <laughs> Rooster says it's a nut sack. I concur. Um, I had a show in Spokane, Washington, and I sold some books. And so I made some cash and I was like, let me buy a tequila that's in the price range of the cash that I made. Sure. And uh, this is what I landed on because it's a, it's a cute bottle. It's called Sangre de Vida. Yeah. It's their Reposado. Duh brand i've been seeing it it the bottle is is literally shaped like a human heart not like a cute valentine's day heart but no. like an anatomical veins and this definitely muscle. has a like bram stoker's dracula aesthetic to it it's like a black heart with like red accents on the on the veins and the aorta and all that jazz uh reposado 100 agave uh that's that's literally all i got from it um and you know what 
had it. I, this to me, this tastes like the most tequila tequila that we've had in in a good way. Yeah, like, it's very it's tart. It's in there. It's it's like on the tongue. A lot of sweetness. Yeah, I'll do one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's a, your just birthday. A little, just a little half for tasties because yeah. it's gonna be a long day. It gives me the warmies. Uh, it, it's not bad. You can smell the sweetness, you can. which is cool. Like when I first like took a little. Out of it, I was like, "Oh, okay." I like there are there's definitely like sweet aromas just emulating from yeah, it, but it lands on the motherfucking tongue. There's a bite. There's it's definitely like, a bite, and it yeah. may be my sore throat. Um, but no, it's not. I got a regular throat, and it's like it's <laughs> it lands, um, and it lingers. In a good way, I think. I, I don't think the stinging, like the stinging is kind of there, but not in an overpowering way. And then you get the floral notes that are coming from it. I get some wood. Get the smoke. The smokiness. The yeah. And that's kind of what we look for, I think, a lot. Like, in my opinion, yeah. I, I look well, for the smoke. Well, because you're a whiskey drinker. So, yeah. 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 Uh, so, I I think this is a good, um, what's, what's the word when we bounce back from something? Rebound. This is a great rebound uh, from the bullshit we were drinking yeah, last week. we were week. drinking straight the ass. Ooh, yeah, that whiskey was stupid. This is a good rebound. This lands well. This is tequila, 100% on, on brand tequila. I'm going to say better than Casamigos. 100% better than Casamigos. And a much better price point than Casamigos. Yeah. So yeah. if you're thinking about Casamigos, go get with Sangre de Vida. Sangre de Vida. And you're going to impress people because the bottle is very attractive in that it's interesting cute. way. It's cute. And the uh, the Blanco one is is not a, it's not dark. It's not a black yeah. bottle. It's it's also really cute. Uh, but uh, to your point, too, it does look like a like a large it's nut It's a stunner. Sack. Yeah, it does look like it, yeah, testicles. It could be testicles. Um, and uh, that's also very on brand for me. I love me some testicles. Let's, let's get out of here. Speaking of fucking testicles, big ol' nuts. Uh, let's get into our major news event recap of the week. The bigums. And uh, the reason we're talking about testicles is because we're talking about testy Trump. Dumbass testicles. Yep. Big ass testicles for lying to the federal government. The federalities got on your ass. tape. Like, it's done. Um, yeah. Uh, it, 38 counts, man. 38? Is 38, that what it's up to? Yeah. Damn. Espionage act all up in his... Yeah. Just lying ass motherfucker being like, well, can't I, I even saw the uh, uh, one of the transcripts of it where he was like talking to someone and was like, well, can't we just burn the documents and say yeah. we never had them? No, it's <laughs> it's really bad. There's also another funny wrinkle to all of this. Uh, both of his primary attorneys on this case quit. Yeah. They, <laughs> and it really depends on like what form of media you are like catch because in Trump world, it, they were fired. No, but yeah, it looks like they, they left. And one of the attorneys that sort of supports that they left was being asked by Trump to kind of almost go along with, yeah. the, with the illegal yeah. stuff. I found an entire Twitter thread that was so informative, but also like speaking in like the common tongue, as mm -hmm. it were, where it was like, Trump was like, my God, can you just like, maybe, I don't know, like make them go away. Yeah. And and the lawyer was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, we can't lie to the feds. Like you straight up tripping. Like, yeah. And they, it was the, you know, like, let's, let's transcribe this for like the people. Yeah. And yeah, that lawyer was like I'm no can't I guess this is yeah 
And I, I think it's also telling that there's really not a lot, hardly any lawyers in the United States who are willing to take on Trump as a client. Mm. Um, many, many have left over the years. And I think. <laughs> shout out to Rudy Giuliani. Uh, no, we never shout now, Rudy. We're not Fuck shouting him out. We're not shouting him out. We're just rest in peace. No, he's still alive. I know he is, oh, but yeah, not but really. No, yeah, that's fair. That guy is a ghoul. But uh, Tuesday, we'll find out because I believe Tuesday is the date he is set gonna... to. He has to actually go and the indictment gets indicted and uh, maybe he gets handcuffed and uh, it's not it's not looking that way. But he'll get processed. He'll get he'll definitely get processed. I don't know, but then you talk about the campaign pain thing mm. where this really complicates it because they could put an order like a no travel order mm-hmm. and how are you going to campaign if you can't leave the state that's right how are you going to campaign if you in jail yeah because the, here the the reality of it is what it's looking like legally is he could actually do time do time but still be elected as president and govern from jail gotta love the rules of this country. America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently, like but felons can't vote. Yeah. So he couldn't vote for himself in Florida. If if yeah. if he got convicted, he could not vote for himself, but he could still be president and govern from jail. Yeah. Is uh, a real reality that we could see. Knock on wood. Not gonna see. Uh, but we'll see where that where that transpires. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's and, it's and a we're developing. Still, it's developing. It's I developing. think I I have a theory, and I'm gonna just put it out now because I th- I don't know. May, I think I'm right. I think he's running <laughs> out of money. Yeah. I think he's legit. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes, because you see time and time <laughs> again the the grifts are all starting to dry up. Mm-hmm. Everything he's been doing for years and years and years, they're all drying up and running for president has been his only moneymaker. Mm. But since he got indicted and lost the uh, lawsuit about his nonprofit mm. where he had to liquidate his nonprofit because he was essentially paying himself from his nonprofit and his legal fees from his nonprofit. Uh, and a lot of his businesses aren't doing as well post presidency. It's I think the dude's running out of money yeah. and, and it's a, a, a Broke Trump is going to look real bad. Can we talk about that for just like a quick minute of like how Trump being indicted then leads to a surge of donations to his campaign? Trump world is nuts, man. Like what the fuck is wrong with these people to where they're just to where they're just straight up like. I'm going to give you my money so that you can get out of the legal problems that you created for yourself. Meanwhile, I'm over here struggling to, you know, inflation or whatever. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I mean, sure. I, 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 I don't have any like I don't I don't have any logic. I don't have any understanding of it, except for the fact that it's like. I there's times where I wish I I mean, maybe this platform is it. I don't know. But where Trump supporters would hear us say, like, look, man, how do you assume that people like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden are corrupt, evil, uh, you know, misers of of fraud and, and, mm. and, and such? And yet the guy who keeps losing every time is not. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, that's the part I don't get. Either they're exceptionally great criminals and your guy's a bad criminal and thus you probably shouldn't elect him (laughs) anyway because he's a fucking dumbass. Bad criminal, yeah. Or he is an idiot and gets caught all the time. 
No, I think I think he's uh, for the longest time I was chalking it up to he's an idiot. Oh, he's one hundred percent, which he is. But I, he's a smart idiot in where he's not unaware of like what he's doing. Well, this is something that I <laughs> truly, truly believe, and it's oh, what was I watching the other day? I saw the movie She Said, which had to focus on the Harvey Weinstein case. Uh, it's a it's a it's a yeah. movie. One of the interesting things that kind of comes up in that film, and I think it's very true to the Donald Trump story over time, is that people, there's so many influential, powerful people of privilege who will also put their morals and um, ethics aside and their scruples aside for money, for Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. little window of like, it's not that bad or that little window of like, ah, you know, it's okay. And that's how these systems really kind of survive. And, and, and in the film, she said like, there's a a part where there's a lawyer where as they're getting interviewed, the lawyer is sort of having to deal with that ethical dilemma of like, this is what you do. You make payouts for like, victims and you still represent this monster yeah like why would you do that if you know the evil why do you still and you're a a, why are you in bed with it but also you're a minister (laughs) of justice no matter how you slice it like lawyers are supposed to be like in in the law you know what right and wrong is you went to fucking school for it and that's kind of the same thing with trump is he i don't think he i think he's an idiot but what i think he's always been very good at is this weird notion, and I think it's also a conservative notion, that like you can you can always test people's scruples and they'll probably let you down if the check is right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that we've kind of lost our direction at, at, as. Well, that's why this country isn't a democracy. It's an oligarchy. Right. It's because, because people will ca- always. Because late stage capitalism yeah. and money talks and yeah. money wins in this country. I mean, and like it's hard to like, even in myself <laughs> to say like. Would I support something or do a show for something or write something if they paid me enough? Like and and like maybe I don't know. I mean, you mentioned it last week on the pod where you were like, "Yeah, if Whiskilla pays us enough, we'll drink it every week." Fucking a! <laughs> do I drink that shit? Hell no! Fuck only no! Only on the pod and only when they pay me. <clears throat> only when paid. Uh, we we had an interesting moment in in Dallas uh, when we were there a couple days ago, where we were finishing we finished the show. We were out in the parking lot. We were talking to some folks. Um, I'd already gotten back into my civilian clothes, truly was in full garb, you know, mm-hmm. still being truly. And everyone was like, well, what are you all going to do? And it's like, yeah, we're going to go back to the hotel. We're cool. Um, it's a nice hotel. We're going to go back and fuck. And... <laughs> they were like, but you all dressed up, you know, pointing at truly being like, like you're all, you're all dressed up. Like our, why, why wouldn't you go show out at the clubs? You're here in Dallas. And I jumped in and I was like, because the clubs ain't paying us to show up straight up and show out. So, you know, if you want to get the show, you got to pay for it. So, yeah. And I did. Well, but I also <laughs> just to give you some bail on it, like, cause I think I'm very similar in this. I, I struggle sometimes with like not going out cause I see people be out and I'm like, why don't I not go out? And it's because we do a lot of shows. Yeah. And it's, it's a social bandwidth of sorts where mm-hmm. it's like literally I'm done and I just, I just need to go decompress 
with a good fucking. D, uh, yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll, that's decompression. With, yeah, with a big D. And <laughs> just, uh, I, I don't know. Here's a question for you. When you go out, when you, whenever you do go out, do you ever like judge the production of what you're watching? Because you. 100%. Put, I do too. And I feel like such an asshole. But like, yeah, I was at uh, like a gig or not a gig but like out with friends not too long ago and i was just kind of like seeing like oh there's a dj here it was at um damn what's that place called it truly was there uh it's a german brewery slash restaurant uh, place at the pearl no 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 no. uh damn hofbrauer okay shout out to hofbrauer they're actually really good like uh the homie chris was there shout out to homie chris and there was dj taco his real name that was his legit and like people and it was funny because dom and truly thought i was joking when i was like oh dj taco is really tearing it up it's like no it's on the board like that's his name literally dj taco and dj taco was having the time of his life like playing songs that you probably shouldn't play Uh when there's like 12 year olds in the audience uh but yeah i sit there the whole time and i'm just like wow like it yeah, get your money, DJ Taco. Yeah, no, it's a thing I do as as a as a producer and showrunner. Like I, if I go to an event, I'm definitely like internally critiquing, uh, and also internally celebrating whenever like something like goes like really well. And oh, it's yeah. like, oh, these people like fuck yeah, you put on you put on a show or whatever. But yeah, I rarely go out. It's one of those things where like. If I do go out, it's one of those things where like I'm usually supporting somebody for something that they're doing or or an event that I'm actively a part of because I have what what was the term? Amnivert. 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 The bandwidth is the bandwidth. The bandwidth is slow. One of the things that I do go out for, and I'm sad that I'm not there. I really am, uh, is Southern Fried. Shout out to SoFried. That's right. Southern Fried Poetry Slam. For those of you who are not in the Poetry Slam community, this week is the Southern Fried Poetry Slam competition. It is the largest regional poetry slam in the country. At this point, yeah. At this point, which in my mind makes it a national event yeah because they do they open it up to everybody uh what differentiates it is that they open it up to people that are in the south slash southeast um first to register and then remaining slots are open to anybody else but it's still in my opinion a national event it's happening this week i love southern fried because it always happens around my birthday Mm -hmm. and so it feels like a week-long birthday celebration for me and as of this recording, tonight is the finals. Mm-hmm. You got the top four? I do. Yeah, I do. that's what I was looking for. If you got it, let's lay it on. I them. do. So it's been an interesting, uh, for people that don't follow the the poetry slam world, which is probably most of y'all, uh, for the last, I don't know, seven years, Slamageddon from Baltimore has Just took it dominated dominated every year coming shout back out and lady back and back Breon, lady Breon, kind of something chakra. black chakra we uh, see y'all recently from nehemiah slankston hughes who is a fucking beast um all all like the baltimore poetry scene is just slaying it all the Phenomenal. time all the time um but i will say i'm going i'm going to put this out there in mm-hmm. public because i don't think it's like not common knowledge Every year they come to Southern Fried and they've got these like template group pieces that new members can just kind of slide into. 
mm-hmm. and they dominate because these are tried, true, tested, rehearsed group pieces that have been going on for years, mm. right? So they are polished, they are perfected, they are pristine. Yeah. And so for judges that are experiencing them for the first time, it's like tens across the board. Yeah. Like this you is some you, Kelly Rowland shit. Yeah, you just can't compete. I yeah. don't know what that reference was, but I'm going to I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> I just was like, you know what? I, yeah, it's up there. I'm saying it's elite. It's elite. It's elite. It is it is pristine. You can't compete with it. It's going to win every time. And they know it. And that's fine. It's a competition. Play your fucking cards and win this year. They didn't make it to the top four. Yeah, it's it's I think because did they even go last year? They did. And they won. And they won because we took second. So last year I was on the right about now. Last year I was on the right about now team and right about now came second to Slamageddon, uh, which I'm I'm, going to take that as a win. Okay, Mm -hmm. if if you're taking second to a team that has won first place for seven years, it's you won. And so this year, the top four are Detour. Shout out to them. Verbenders. Verbenders, yeah, yeah. That's right. Based out of like the DC-esque area. We like, fucks with you. And then... Uh, right new, about now. Right about now. Right about H-Town. now making it. All the way Texas represent. Uh, we're going to... Yeah. We have favorites. We're not going to lie. <laughs> Shout out to Zach Blunt, you the homie. Yeah, Zach Blunt, LJ Hamilton, LJ. Free.K, Fortune... God, and 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 a new There's member people. to the Right About Now team. I'm so sorry. We didn't meet you, and well, I haven't met you. And if I have, I'm so sorry. And also the tequila, not prepared. This is good tequila. It's good tequila. We are definitely after two tequilas on this so one. So Right About Now is in the, in the house, and then uh, New Jeru. Which yeah, always, Jersey, Jersey come stand through. Up. Roddy like heading that shit. Like Roddy is a multiple time like winner of individual poetry slams. New Jeru is always up there in the top four. Fuck yeah. Like so, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild top four. It's anybody's game at this point. Really, um, super excited to see what happens. Shout, I, congrats to all the top uh, competing teams. Con- congrats to all the top competing indies. Yes, and uh, congrats to everyone who's made it through this far. Like. Southern Fried is a competition that's also very much in the same vein as like a family reunion. 100%. And so like, and that's I'm why sure, it makes me sad that yeah. like not there, like really wish could have been there. I was thinking this entire time, if, if, if you weren't like saying like, hey, Saturday, I'm going to do birthday shit. Like there was a strong possibility that I was going to just drive. We were th- contemplating the same thing where it was like we couldn't go because we had that gig in Dallas. Yeah, right. Too, uh, yeah. It is exactly what you said, like a family reunion of sorts. And uh, wish we were there. Uh, wish there were more live updates. Southern Fried, if you uh, slack in. Yeah, I need more live updates in in my life. Sarita, please. I love you. Make more live updates. <laughs> Not just Sarita, but community Eddie, members too. All y'all, yeah, all y'all, community members. I need to know what is happening. Shout out, I guess again to Right About Now for going live every for every bout. They mm-hmm. went live for every bout. Not just for their own poems, but like the whole event. Like went live for every bout that they were in. So like you could tune in, you could watch. So. By the time you hear this, it's Sunfried. Yeah, Sunfried will be over. There will be a winner. You won't be able to have watched it, but 
Now it's on your radar for next year, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Shout out to Pompano Beach. That's where we was. Yo, yeah. I am I'm going so ready. Yeah, year. I am so ready for that. Yeah. Pompano Beach in Florida. Shout out to Eccentric, uh, who's organizing that shit. Exit 36. We see you. We going. We going. Yeah. Um, Hell or high water. We going to be there. Two things. Yeah. Number one, uh, Texas really showed out this year. There was yeah. a lot of Texas okay. teams. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm here for it. So in fifth place, I think was um, locked and loaded, yeah. which was a team out of Dallas. Yep. And then in seventh, Wayne Henry. Shout out to Wayne. Shout Henry. out to Wayne Henry, who Winner. also won the New Peak Slam. Yeah, Underground Slam. This, shout out, always the homie man for show. For those that don't know Slam culture, the New Peak Slam is the Underground Slam that happens, and the winners are decided by audience vote, like audience like applause, and the audience is all your competing poets. So it's not like randos the way that like Slam usually is you are literally performing for your peers and they decide whether or not your poem is great so wayne henry slade also shout out to roscoe burnham who like slayed the slam master slam as per usual i think roscoe got deep pockets poet uh, laureate of virginia that's right roscoe burnham Uh, so that was one what was two douglas powell uh so yeah i don't know still on one texas showed out yes uh so i was saying i think came, came in like seventh was uh smoke slam mm-hmm. love to see texas and because i think overall there was like five to six texas teams yeah so shout out to to texas being in the in the building and then two this is maybe a larger conversation but it is regional national poetry slam do you think um. you're starting to see the framework the infrastructure percolating like they seem to be taking it much more seriously, uh, you know, like Southern Fried Incorporated as a nonprofit uh, a n- few years ago mm-hmm. is relatively recent compared to the fact that Southern Fried's been going on for 30 years, I think. Mm-hmm. 27. OK, yeah. Close Some, to thir- yeah. close to 30 years, if not more. Um, so I see that as like regionals starting to step up. Uh, there was. I saw on uh, the IG there was the uh, Bigfoot po- yeah, poetry yeah. slam yeah. in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. that people were going to. I don't know if Rust Belt is still going on, um, but I think it's this interesting thing where you're seeing the legitimization mm. of poetry slam as in art form as a consumable media honestly like like that's where it's at uh because we live in a capitalist society Mm. uh poetry slam as a consumable media that people are willing to like put promotion behind put money behind make thing elevate the product that is being done and so you know like shout out to southern fried for like getting a grant from the poetry foundation thank you poetry foundation love you like Kind of. Love you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate you Ain't for trying. shit for me yet. That's right. Uh, no, I appre- don't need nothing. But appreciate you for trying and kind of like moving steps in the right direction. Because like, I, and that's maybe, maybe that's the larger conversation about like mm. poetry slam and spoken word and where that lives within the quote unquote poetry Mainstream. community and what is considered quote unquote poetry and the constant conversation that we have of page versus stage and what that looks like the conversation is back yeah because i think 
I, I'll say this. I think COVID and online shows pushed more people to page. And that's great. I mean, I, I sure. love page poetry. There's nothing like it's it's amazing. Uh, I think that now that live shows are back back, we have two years of it solidly mm. now because regional poetry slams, just like formerly national poetry slams, they're just poetry festivals. Mm. And you have a lot of book festivals that have been happening lately to great aplomb uh, or wait. No, that's the wrong word. <laughs> that's tequila. Uh, to great it's good tequila. Yeah, it is really good tequila. Uh, and and I think that now, I guess, I guess to your point about the larger question, I think that slam competitions, maybe they're not the answer, but I feel like we're changing gears to spoken word slam mm. s- that visual, get the well, person on to, stage. To, well, to I'm and th- rock out. I'm gonna toot my own horn, horn here. Toot, toot, motherfucker, for a second because like I get that, I see that, I'm moving towards that. Um, I'm working on putting out like a a spoken word album, which is now a Grammy um, possible contender. No, what's the word for it? Category. Category is now a Grammy category, and. Outside of that, during the pandemic, there were moments where I was like making my own like spoken word visual poems. Right. And recently performed that at uh, the event that I was at. And people were just like, holy shit. So like you're live doing a poem that has music to it and also a video that coincides and everything's in sync and things like that. And it's like now we're seeing like what we can outside of the competition, what we can take this art form to. Mm-hmm. To create an entire like 360 immersive experience for an audience. And like it's not just for an hour standing on stage reading poems, right? It is music, it is visuals, it is it is kind of like what you and I wrote uh in terms of a play, yeah. a theatrical experience of like you can take spoken word and make it a full-blown theatrical experience if you just kind of like lean into that and maybe if I come from a theater background, so like I understand like what it what it means to like put on these like visual aspects and everything else that goes into it. But if you are a spoken word artist and you don't come from a theater background, hiring people to do choreo, to do video, to do lighting, to like really elevate other artists. Exactly. Really elevated what spoken word can be. um, because that's why let me interject real quick, because that's why I always feel that poetry struggles. Because your version of Hedwig and the Angry Inch that we're going to watch later, shout out to that, um, is that uh, most productions have a, an entire workforce behind it, whether it's a film, whether it's a song, whether it's uh, a play. You have people whose jobs are to make the beat, produce it, record it, engineer it. You know, you have the lighters, the grips, et cetera, et cetera. Poetry is one of those few art forms where it's just you. It's so, so alone. So alone. And I and I, I mean, there's other art forms that are similar and shout out to them. But like, that's where I think we're at in 2023. We're in this multimedia approach to everything where it, there's the content. Collaborative element. art is where it's at. It like, has to be. It has to be. And this is the only way. Sorry for my lips right now. I'm eating a rucola. A, a, a lotion. 
Ricola. I remember those commercials. They were great. Not a sponsor. However, if you would like to be, hit us up. Uh, it is all in the collaboration because if you think about it, this, this is what blows my mind about spoken word is that all media, all visual, print, Requires. video, re recorded media is spoken word. Mm -hmm. It is all words Written, that are spoken, that are written and then, and then spoken. spoken. Yep. So why are we not taking the incredible work that is being done? You know, and again, to, across to, the country, to go back to the Roscoe Burnham's of it all, who made a, you know, Amazon special called Traumedy. Go check it out. It's a kind of like mesh of his poems plus stand up uh, comedy. Like if you can just project yourself outside of a slam competition. There's so much that you can do with your work and shout out to cities like San Antonio that support their artists and, and, and award grants, like do give yourself what you deserve in terms of doing the research to find the grants, find the funding to make these projects happen because the spoken word community, and I'm just going to like specifically target on Southern Fried and everything that's happening in the South and the Southeast and the Southwest. Gang, ABQ, gang. We fucks with you. Um, the quality of work that is coming out of these regions is exceptional and does not get the light of day that it deserves because it does not get the funding that it deserves. So again, shout out to Eccentric who is figuring out the ins and outs of it to get the funding that needs to happen to yep. make these things happen, right? Like the money is out there. Go get it because you fucking deserve it. And I love y'all. I think, and just to kind of piggyback back, actually, I hate the term piggyback. I'm going to say backpack from now on. Mm. Uh, to backpack what you're saying, I think there is, Atlanta is ahead of the curve. And this mm. is why. Because more cities in the South, and I'm going to say this also, places like the Pacific Northwest, Southern, mm. deep Southern California, shout out to Carla Godero in San Diego, mm. um, places like North Carolina. Like, we have to take away the media power that is New York and Los Angeles. Mm. We have to be able to- And Chicago. And Chicago. Yeah, the Midwest. The, sure. the, no, the Midwest, yeah. especially in spoken word world, yeah. the Midwest oh, and, and, and poetry world world. has yeah. kind of like dominate. Right. And we're not, and it's not even competition. It's more or less saying that like we have, but to your point about cities and grants and the money is sometimes I think we're thinking- not large enough where yeah. it's like let's be our own media hubs because we live in a virtual world where a kid can be on tiktok from any place in america yeah. i just learned about oh back to our pod when we were talking about utah and uh how they're banning Pornhub, but then also uh -huh. um what was what state was it that banned uh no 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 i think it was utah the, the tiktok ban yeah, montana yeah. uh there's like influencers in Montana who are now taking legal steps to yep. fight back. Yep. And it's just farm people. <clears throat> Shout out, you know, you, this is what you do. This is what you put on TikTok and you have followers. Yeah. And that's what I think there's this democratization of through the internet that now we need to have something like Southern fried, which is arguably the biggest poetry slam in the mm -hmm. country being represented in some form or fashion, put it on Netflix. Yeah. Like, why exactly. not? Exactly. 
Like exactly. You don't even have to pay as much as you do for Stranger <clears throat> Things for this shit. I mean, we saw it uh, a number of years ago. I think it was probably like 2004, 2005. There was a there Brand was a new voices. A, no, there was a documentary called uh, Slam Planet. Oh yeah, or something like that where they followed the New York team and the Austin team um, through their journey through Slam um, Nation. Slam Nation. There you go. Uh, through their journey through the National going Poetry to Slam. the National Poetry mm-hmm. Slam, and it was fucking beautiful and incredible. There wasn't as much light on it. I mean. There was Deaf Poetry Jam that was going on no, at the time. No, not yet. No, no, no. Deaf came later. Okay. Because this was when it was early Saul Williams and Bo- early, early Bosia. Like, it was at Slam Nation, I rock. early Taylor Molly. No, but that's why I think this is different. This was a different one that I'm talking about. Because this oh, was maybe. like John Sands, Andy oh, Buck, okay. yeah. and, you know, Christopher Lee. This was a different one that came okay, after sure. that. Okay, Yeah, I don't know that one. Um, and so, like, it's so, the, the content is there. Mm-hmm. And I think... Again, shout out to Baltimore. I think they're ahead of the curve in which, like, there's already, like, this documentary in the process of, like, the Baltimore team and, like, everything that they've done. And also what they do to their community, right? Because this is impacting local communities and giving young people a place to, like, step up and do their work and, like, spend their time and a, a creative expression. So, like, it can only go up from here. We're I'm- a genre of art that has yet to fully break through. I just saw a documentary about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the video game, which I I love, but <laughs> I, I just saw, I, I think that like you have your louder than a bombs, you have your slam nations, you have the, the, the documentary you were just referencing, you have deaf poetry, but there's not that consistent, like stay with it media, please. And thank you. That is necessary because the art form is thriving. There's so much content. It's universal. It's older generations. It's younger generations. It's people of all walks, yeah. of all varieties, yeah. and it's just there to have, and 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 they don't do it. And I think, yeah, so that's why that second question might have been bigger than anything. But yeah, yeah and I think, I you know, like this is something that my mother said many, many, many moons ago, and maybe I've said it on this podcast, maybe I haven't. The problem with the arts is that there's too many artists. What we need is more organizers, more accountants, more lawyers, more, you know, development directors, like more people that aren't necessarily artists, but have the skills to make to make art grow. Right. A&R. Artists yeah. and development. Artists and development. Yeah, that, exactly. That position is kind of A&D. gone. Andy. I don't know why you said A&R. There's no R there. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's the tequila. Okay. All right. I think we've said everything that we need to say on this topic. No, and another thing. No, and I'm another playing, I'm thing. Go, go. No, fuck that. Let's uh, get out of here because we have so much more to talk about. Uh, coming up next on the pod, it's our new segment. One of us doesn't know what we're talking about. At all. Okay, you go first. You go first. So, catch me up on the NBA Finals. Wait, before you catch me up on the NBA Finals, let me tell you. Okay. Okay? Because the thing was, what Miami needed yeah. was to hit those three-pointers yeah. on the regular. Okay? Because that's what they're good at. Yeah. And if they hit those three-pointers, they could potentially, like, make it. Yeah. But um, that's all I caught on the captions while sitting at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. That was yesterday. (laughs) So, so I thought this was going to turn into a new segment called "We Both Know What We're Talking About." No, no, no. That was literally that was me sitting eating a bagel at the airport, reading the captions on the NBA Finals, being like three pointers. Miami's good at three pointers. If they can hit the three pointers, they might actually like make it past whatever game was happening yesterday. 
I will try to speed this up for the few NBA fans who are listening. <laughs> uh, but Denver is now up 3-1 in the NBA Finals. There you go. They didn't hit the three-pointers. They didn't hit the... Miami did not hit the three-pointers. Wait, let me... Yeah. Um, but it, it's still a really... It was a really good game. Uh, Denver is one game away from... Closing out the series, becoming this is the first time in the city's history that they've even made the NBA Finals. Okay. And potentially winning the NBA Finals. Yeah. Well, I mean, we love the Mile High City. Sure, sure, sure. Shout out to them. Yes. A lot of great people that we know up there. And poets. Shout out to Creepy Larry. My homie Creepy Larry still lives in Denver. There you go. Shout out to uh, Susie Q. Smith. Shout out to Susie Q. Yeah, we see you. Um, and then Miami, it's just they don't have enough firepower. But uh, they they are a team that still may surprise. Okay. So even at three to one, even at three to one, we we if they hit the three pointers, if they hit I the three pointers, it's all good. If they hit the three pointers, yeah. So all that's right. the NBA Finals. You yeah, we're good. Cool. Moving on. Uh, moving on in a drag race all star season eight update. I did. I was not at the airport reading subtitles on this, so I still Damn. don't know shit. Okay, okay, okay. So. Um, what I wrote, cause we watched it last night, what I wrote in our show notes was Joan and the assassination of James Mansfield, James Mansfield. Yeah. Who's James Mansfield? What does this mean to you? I know Jane Mansfield. No. Okay. <laughs> so James Mansfield was assassinated by Joan and it's in all caps. So I'm going to assume that they're an organization. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, just cut me off and run and me. Then yeah. also I want to actually play you the clip Please. because I think you have a lot to offer just do based it. off of this clip. Here so this it. week on drag race was the rusical. Wait, rusical, the rusical. Is it a ruse? It's a musical. I, I got that. It's a musical that is written for RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, and got the it. name of the that musical. That makes so much sense. Yeah. RuPaul is a marketing genius. Yes, yes, yes. That's why they Shit. have. Which also RuPaul was recently on Architecture's Digest uh, for like the, uh, their home. Yeah, and it's fucking like duh. It's gorgeous and huge and whatever. Always um, welcome on the Paul. Always Ru. welcome on the pod, Ru. I can't afford you. Uh, well, so, you ain't paying you shit, but like <laughs> vibe out. And the name of the musical was Joan, um, which means it has to be a Joan singer. Like someone who, by the name of Joan. Who, who do you know by the name of Joan? I know Joan Baez. No. I know Joan Rivers. No. That's what I thought first. I know Joan. Nah, that's it. Crawford. I, oh yeah. Oh. Makes sense. So it was, it was a bio, it was a bio Pick musical. musical on Joan Crawford, where all of the queens on the show had to write their. No, they didn't have to write it. They each played a different version of Joan throughout their lives and then were judged on it. The level that Rue takes, like, it's legit. every detail. Into and, consideration. And so I'm going to, we're going to pause here. Uh, Y'all on the, on listening to the pod aren't going to be able to see this because I copyright, copyright, but we're going to watch the clip of the Rusical and then I want to get Rooster's take on it. Let's okay, go. Cool. All right, so Rooster has just seen Joan the Rusical. Round First of applause thoughts. for the ladies. Round of applause. Round of applause for great. sure. Wait, wait, wait. The production. I, I, I have I have a sound effect. Yeah. 
Yes. Shout out to the ladies. Y'all did great. 100%. First, first thoughts. Joan Crawford, legend, icon, forever stand. This is why I, I kind of wanted you to watch this was because, no. like, you know, you're a movie buff. Yeah. For those uh, listening to the pod that don't know this, Rooster's a movie buff. And so, like, the idea that, like, it was, like, an homage and also kind of like a roast of Joan Crawford. Uh, I, I thought you would it. enjoy. No, yeah. I saw the whole gamut of uh, her career. It was great. Yeah. So, first thoughts. First thoughts, uh, okay, so I know no names. I, I, when they, when they, the, the Queens came out initially and to set up the number, I had my draft picks. Okay. So it just went straight to sports mind. Uh, and I think my draft picks were correct. Okay. And who were your draft picks? You can describe them and I will. The first Queen. Uh, the Latina ish, Afro-Latina? Is Kahana Montrese, the one that played Young Joan in Las Vegas. Number one draft pick. Okay. Crushed it. Okay. However, I will say that uh, while the dancing was on point, mm-hmm. the expressions, ah, not really there. Okay, okay. And I think sometimes- So from the neck down, great. From the neck up. Yes, I'm going to say that because- okay. okay. From what I've seen at, at at any drag show I've ever been in, I was I've gone to a, a number. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's that sometimes it's not even about the. It's like karaoke sometimes. Sure, yeah. It's like if you're not hitting, you gotta the, commit. Yeah, but and it's got to show. It's got to yeah. radiate through okay. the face. Uh, didn't see that. However, the 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 point, the dance was on point. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, uh, it was flawless. I would say. Yeah. Uh, number two draft pick was no more wire hangers. No more wire hangers. Candy Muse crushed it okay but now i'm second guessing it only because in my heart i want to say that that might have been the best one okay but i'm second guessing because i feel like no more wire hangers is the obvious pick mm. it, and the joan crawford of it all uh-huh it's like yeah like that should win i, I will say candy what muse candy muse uh brought it brought it okay and uh really was the standout now the the tagline for this segment that we're talking about was the assassination. The assassination of James Mansfield. I will say that was definitely the worst one up there. Wow. Okay. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't I think it was because there wasn't enough dance. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough meat on the bone mm-hmm. for the audience to really kind of like say, oh yeah, mm-hmm. great. Because uh, even the first queen out the gate that I was that I love uh, just had it like because I think mm. that was that that was weak in sort of the content but like brought it with the dancing and the yeah. and everything okay. so it was great uh, but yeah baby Joan out the gate not it just was uh, it was it was it was it was not just only a bad performance it was a bad look okay. Um, and I think that's the extent of my knowledge. I don't, I, I, right. everything and else, uh, wheelchair Joan also not so great. Not a any lot other of the standouts, uh, any other standouts. I would probably say no, no. All right, cool. So, uh, to, for those of you that don't watch drag race to give you where it was at the top of the week, we're candy muse. For uh, no more wire hangers, mm. La La Ree for Let's Go Joan. <sighs> yeah, actually, that was my number three. Okay, Let's Go Joan and um, Jessica Wild for the the rock, you know, the rock and roll Joan. Mm. 
Those were the top three of the week. I think that was my four. Okay. And then at the bottom were actually your number one, Kahana Montrese, the one that came out first. Wow. Because, and they called her out from the neck down. You were amazing. From the neck wow. up, there was nothing. Because we could tell you were so focused on the choreograph, but choreography. I, but. And then <sighs> James Mansfield was also on the bottom. Okay. Kahana. I'm going to say Kahana, that's a travesty. Okay. Mm. I have just really watched a all-star drag race event so <laughs> for the yes, first time in his so life so my knowledge may be limited but god damn it you stole the fuck i agree i think she danced the fuck out Compared i honestly to, and you didn't see the runway no uh, and the runway is part of what like people go into deciding uh, who's deciding who's out. up down blah 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 blah. Right. there were definitely some queens that like skirted by because of their runway mm. and were not in the bottom um, but to get to the assassination, the assassination James of James Mansfield. Mansfield of it all. So Kahana Montrese has been in the bottom three times. Really? But has won once. Okay. Shorty has James, something. James Mansfield has been in the bottom twice. Mm. So if you do the math, the one win might cancel out one of the losses. Tied up game. So therefore, both of them are in the bottom Tied twice. Series. However, mm. last week, with the Heidi and closet of it all, where Heidi left the mm. building. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Nobody was eliminated because Heidi left. Right. But everybody voted for Kahana Montrese to wow. be eliminated. And so James is going into this being like, well, last week, everybody voted for Kahana. Like, I'm clearly. Safe. Kahana should go home. Mm, no. No. James Mansfield was eliminated. Assassinated. Taken oh. out because they see James as a threat. And That's, could potentially win. Okay, so this is where my ignorance all this comes into play. <laughs> because from what I saw from James, I'm not going to... Bro, it was not it. That was weak sauce. <laughs> I, you should have been eliminated. Well, and was elimin- was eliminated on their uh, in their original season first. Yeah, I mean, like from <laughs> what I saw, that was weak sauce. But Kahana, like, like I, there's gotta I I know what I know, and it's very limited. Yeah, and yes, the face matters, the the emotions, the emoting matters. But goddamn, they were busting out moves. They were busting out moves, and that's what they're known for. They're no, yeah. they're a Las Vegas showgirl. They dance the fuck out. That's what they're known for. But outside of that, they've I been mean, flopping week after week at acting challenges, at comedy challenges, at anything besides okay. like being a good dancer. Flop, flop, flop. And then to top it all off, the person that eliminated James Mansfield was the winner. Which was Candy Muse, mm. No More Wire Hangers. Yeah, yeah. Who has been rumored to be playing games and being like, oh, wait, who's who's my competition? Well, then kick that bitch out. You I know, know, like that. The sooner that we can. So the assassination of James Mansfield. And then a flip side to all of this, which you are completely unaware of, is the fame games where all the eliminated queens get to continue to doing their runway performances. Mm. And then by social media vote, one of them will win the fame games. And come back or something? No, no. They just win, oh, the, you some, know, like a side prize. Got it. Based off of their runways from runways that they didn't get to do on the show. I understand this in terms of gambling. Okay. So the fame games have recently, has essentially, in my opinion, just proven that the eliminated queens were eliminated for a reason because mm-hmm. their runways fucking suck. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it. I put it out there. 
You, you live your you, truth. You were eliminated on episodes one, two, three, and four. Yeah, you, your runways suck. And I'm sorry. We're moving on from that. Okay, cool. Are we good? I think so. Um, <laughs> you know what, James? Live your truth. Go out there and make your money. Like all y'all should be. Oh no, James money. is totally making their money. James makes their money styling wigs. There you go. James like is they fucking making bank. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Rock out. All right, we gotta move on from this. Uh, this took longer than expected, but you all can't tell because we edited it out. It's time for how much for a gram? Okay. Uh, this is current events, but I put this on how much for a gram because of the visuals of it. What in the apocalyptic uh, looking? Yeah. Cow. What in the Mad Max Fury Road b- bullshit of it all was New York City's air pollution? Uh, apparently, there are wildfires happening in Canada. Uh-huh. And because of that, the smoke is spreading and it went all throughout the northeast into New York City, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the air quality was not unbreathable 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 is the term yeah it was very unhealthy um it looked horrible there was a lot of social media posts going here's my question california lives through this every year ish ish and uh i feel like there was a bigger stank on it this year because it was nyc but at the same time, what's well, kind of like when NYC went through Hurricane Sandy? Yeah, it was bad. Where they no were like, trying to "What take is away. going on? Yeah. Why are we going through a hurricane? We're New York City because climate change." Yeah, and that's really where we stand on this. Like, actually, let me do this the right way. Climate change. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and that's what most of these news reports are doing, uh, highlighting like. Yeah, this is unexpected. This is new. Like, we haven't gone through this before. But as climate change continues to be a thing. California's flooding. And yet they're they're still in a drought, which is weird. And they're still on fire. And And now we have El Nino happening this year, which is why we haven't gone to the lake more often. Because it's raining all the goddamn time. It's like hashtag first world problems. But, yeah. Get your shit together. Climate change. Yeah. Is real. And I that that's why I put this on here because it's like, how are we still having this debate? We are still having this debate because we are arguing over other debates that aren't debates. That have absolutely nothing to do with climate change. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I wish we did better as a country. I wish we did better as a people because... Until there's a larger affected population by climate change, uh, then this is going to be the reality for most. And and, and is it, and there not global. a larger affected population than the, New York City? Power wise, is there not a larger? No, no, affected? no, no. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But check this, and I think this is a really good sort of place to be at right now. Is New York City? I hope you realize. Who has the power? And this is literally what we call um, environmental racism and eco racism where and where, yes, places like Florida, for instance, may be going underwater steadily. But the people who have real power, they can just move. Uh But those who can't have to live through it. And they're all moving to Denver. Yeah. 
where the air a, quality is great. It's a mile high. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, and I mean, or they're moving to Texas. There's moving to parts of Texas because our weather is fucking weird. And now we have like, how did, how did we have a spring? We've never had a spring, Chibi. Well, El Nino. Yeah. We had lots of rain. Yeah. We're still having lots of rain. It was cool until <clears throat> Jan- June. Until like two. Yeah. Yeah. It really That's was. never happened. I can't remember the last time that like it was, I was, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. it was chill. And like never have had that. And now it's hot and God bless. Yeah. I'm here for this weather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's what I mean is is that's where eco-racism comes into play because the majority of people who are affected by it are people of color, are black people, are uh, socioeconomically, uh, you know, wanting people mm-hmm. who cannot afford to move. Yeah. And we saw this with Katrina mm-hmm. where a lot of people had to suffer and wade through water to get food. And then we're called looters. And it's the same thing now. It's like I have a, we were going to call the homie Rocky uh, because, yeah, her job was like, yeah, you got to go to work. And it was like, we can't breathe. <laughs> it was like, literally. Yeah. Literally. It was like, no, put on an N95 mask and get your ass to work. And no, fuck you. And it's just uh, it's sad because, yeah, uh, the, the the haves can afford to move to wherever they're unaffected. But, but it's and it's not just an American problem. And I definitely want to kind of stress that, that it's yeah. in India, it's in other parts of the country or the world where there's flooding, where there's drought that's happening, where there's now famine starting to occur because of climate change. Yeah. And that's that's the sad part is that, like, we can't focus on the real issue, which is climate change, because we're so hyper fixated on capitalism. Actually, that deserves the fucking like, you know, voice effect capitalism because like that's the real evil here is like if we stopped focusing on profits and actually focused on longevity uh we could maybe address these things so uh shout out to new york city for uh going through all that and uh we're happy to hear that it's better and we're uh, here for y'all we're not trying to downplay what y'all are going through versus yeah. california it's not a competition no no, not no, no, a- no no uh because it, it it's it's just shitty everywhere yeah it's absolutely shitty everywhere um and it's and it, it is very much the people that are affected by it rooted in in racism and classism in uh these very made up kind of archetypes of what who can and can't and haves and haves nots and all that speaking of uh, people affected by both capitalism and racism that's right we're going to talk about cracker barrel because apparently it's trending Cracker Barrel has fallen, y'all. <laughs> For those who don't know, Cracker Barrel has fallen was trending on social media because they are celebrating pride. They're celebrating pride. And because of that, the extreme right has decided that Cracker Barrel has fallen as if they were like some victim to a siege of some sorts. It really just drives home the point that what we quietly all knew, which is that Cracker Barrel is an an outpost for like racial yeah. gender yeah. wars, culture war. I mean, we don't go on a cracker barrel. It's very it's very white. But it's sad because it's so good. It's I said it. I said it. Cracker barrel versus um Golden I, Corral. Cracker barrel. Oh wow. Cracker barrel versus Applebee's? Cracker barrel. Well duh. The cracker Applebee's barrel is, versus Chili's? Cracker barrel. Well duh. But that's what I'm saying. Cracker is that, barrel versus I hope. Oh, actually, I do Cracker Barrel. Oh. Straight up. Cracker Barrel versus Denny's. Cracker Barrel. Early. 
Cracker Barrel versus Bucky's. Oh, I mean Bucky's, but Bucky's. I think those are two different leagues. I would say, let's say Cracker Barrel. Like, dude, I might take Cracker Barrel over like a Longhorn Steakhouse, or no, wow. I would say Texas Roadhouse. Oh, not Longhorn, but Texas wow. Roadhouse. Okay, it's neck and neck. Okay. So here's what, uh, and you posted this too. Here's what I'm excited for. Let's talk about it. Is uh, HEB is yeah. currently sold out left and right of their pride paraphernalia because of the heat yeah. that they have taken for having the y'all means all, mm -hmm. which also HEB, again, if you're listening to this, I expect my royalties. Uh, we love you, HEB. Y'all means all pride paraphernalia is sold out left and right because they have come under siege. So I am so excited for the next time that I go to Cracker Barrel and it is nothing but motherfucking faggots left and right. It's going to be a whole lesbian, drag show. Uh, lesbian couples with their children, transgender women, just, yeah, a drag Where, show yeah. in the middle of it. I don't think they're subscribing to that. Queer by poetry. Any, <laughs> any stretch of the imagination. But, like, this is this is where my mind goes to in where years ago the far right was calling liberal lefties snowflakes because of how sensitive they were mm -hmm. to like how delicate they were and how woke they were and how like we couldn't use the right pronouns and blah yeah. blah, blah 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 and now Cracker Barrel literally just like puts out a thing being like yeah pride everyone it's is like welcome. a pride rocking chair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right wing extremists are losing their mind being like, oh, no, we've lost Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel has fallen. Hold the line. Yeah. It was the, it was the Winterfell of the North. It was. Apparently. And we didn't even know. I am so sorry for anyone that subscribes to right wing extremism and how you are feeling right now. But also. Fuck you. It's this, yeah. I mean, listen, there are older, I, I, there's like many facets to this. There is the Ben Shapiro types, the younger conservatives who they like to keep tabs on where they see the culture war uh -huh. going. But it's not the culture war that's happening. It's literally progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it, we're it, literally moving past the bullshit of days long gone. Yeah. And they just tab, tally it and then they go on their, their, my favorite thing. I don't know if you saw this was, um, somebody posted a picture and I don't know if this is real or not of a like Glock that mm -hmm. was like a rainbow colored Glock. Yeah. And being like, oh no, guns are now gay. We should boycott guns and never buy guns again because yeah. they support the gay agenda. <laughs> and it's like, maybe that's what we need to do. Like, I don't know. Well, but then to the <laughs> second part of it is then there are the genuine conservative people and then older generations. Uh, uh, and you know what? I'm not mad at y'all. I'm not. I just, I'm also ready to see you go. We are ready to see you go, and we are My ready parents to throw exploded. hands. I'm so sorry. Oh wow! Yeah, I know because they, they were up there in age. It's cool. <sighs> you know, we'll, when, that's a different pot. <laughs> Moving on. What I'm saying is, is that like we we I think the problem with the the weaponization of the word woke or even the weaponization of the word 
progressivism and progress. The, it's not even weapon. Well, yeah, a little bit weaponization by the political right, right. because the rest of the spectrum it's is just progress. How yeah. is progress a bad word? Yeah. How is woke as like an idea where it's like you're just no longer asleep. You're you're aware aware of like how is awareness a bad thing? Yeah. Awareness is a bad thing when you live in an oligarchical society, mm-hmm. a capitalist society that expects everyone to be dormant they, in order for them to continue their agenda. Mm-hmm. That's when woke is a bad thing. So yeah. for the 99 percent of us that don't live in the upper one percent being aware of what the fuck is going on is not a bad idea and i think to be fair maybe fair is the wrong word no to be open about it conservatives like you have so many places to go like you still have Cracker Barrel, trust me. It's the, <laughs> everything that we were talking about in our fever dream of like the LGBTQ. Yeah, my husband and I gonna will happen. I haven't gone to Cracker Barrel in a long time, no. and it had nothing to do with the, their political ideology, and probably won't go to Cracker Barrel for a while. Still going to uh, the Saint. Also not doing that, but no. it's because we're <laughs> it's because we're in introverts, ambiverts, ambiverts. Um, but as far as breaking the glass ceiling and, and progress, progress going, Seth Martin became the first openly trans male judge in the effect. United States. Shout out to you, Seth. The interesting about this is that. For it to be like an openly trans male judge, like especially for Seth, like you wouldn't look at this person and be like, "Oh, that's a trans male." You wouldn't, you know. I've seen pictures of Seth. No, and this brings up two very interesting topics. Wherein, like, one, the topic of like being open about your transness. And what that does for mm-hmm. progress and for visibility and for moving forward versus the topic of what this does for people who are not visibly passable as the gender that they feel. Right. right. Because there are plenty of trans men that are not visibly passable as what society would consider men. There are visibly there are trans women who are not visibly passable. And I'm using air quotes for what society considers right. to be a woman. Um, so there's, there's two things to address here and three things. One to celebrate, like, yes, we're making progress and like, it doesn't matter what you're- This doesn't take anything away from Seth. No, it doesn't. Because at the end of the day, you know, like this is a job. Seth identifies as trans. And identifies as males. And at the end of the day is a judge. Yeah. This does not take, like your gender does not in any which way, shape or form take away from your effectiveness at your job that is effectiveness at your job and seth is a arguably elite elite to get judge so that's the one what's number two number two is the 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 visibility of what this does right i think in terms of visibility it and kudos to seth one thousand percent round of applause because seth i've saw seth wouldn't wouldn't have guessed mm-hmm. um but and then i think that segues into your third point if i'm not mistaken yeah, if yeah. i am mistaken no, 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 go. where it's like the one of my favorite 
I don't know if that's even the right thing to say, but like favorite trans activist um, calls to arms is that, you know, we don't owe you our androgyny. Mm. And I think that's the most beautiful term because whether you're passing, whether you are contrary to the status quo, Mm -hmm. whether you're androgynous, it doesn't matter. And I think whereas Seth is passable whether miss canada from years ago is passable mm. um and 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 you have cis heteros like myself on the couch <laughs> who are you know dumb to the whole affair of it uh it doesn't matter and yeah. and, and 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 it's it's noteworthy that seth is like no because I, I'm gender is a social construct 1000 is the thing so it doesn't and, matter and, what and your fucking gender is and just because it's not your and let me speak to the cis heteros for two seconds just because it's not your bag that's okay like it doesn't fucking matter man like at all like you don't want to be with guys or chicks because you're a chick it doesn't matter like just it really doesn't be with who you want to be with there are plenty of options mm-hmm. and i think with media i think we live in a world, I question mark, where, <laughs> where do we live in a world? Is this a planet? No, no, I mean like media wise. Yeah. Because sometimes I, 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 I shudder to think that our, my issues with the quote unquote world aren't my issues with the world. They're just my issues with America. Mm. The United States specifically. No, this is very true. You know, like I I um, constantly interact with people from other countries and it's like we are living on a completely different planet in this country than the rest of the world. We are so fucking bubbled from everything else that is happening in the world and the way that other people are thinking and what like it is it is mind boggling how elite. This country thinks that it is that everything that we think is the way that everybody else thinks. And yeah, C at best, Mm -hmm. C minus, Mm -hmm. I think. No, I think you're right. And it's interesting because, again, going back to the climate Climate change. It's only me. I'm the only one that gets this. Say say gun control, too. Gun control. Yeah, of it all. Gun control. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of all of it i think i think that's what it is it's just other countries looking and, and you know sound effect this shit too and say i'm gonna give you the word no you yeah yeah Healthcare. Healthcare. yeah i think that's where again to your larger point this is where we get lost and confused and mired in the muck of it all and bogged down into the classism of all because like we just we just don't have to, anyone below wherever just doesn't have time to like pay attention to these things because like they're working just, just trying to work trying to put take food care on of the family. table trying to take care of families like all of that like health better you know they got health issues yeah you know and that is to apply inflation like a motherfucker motherfucker like my credit card interest rates uh to apl- can't afford a house to applaud the upper one percent for what they did they realize like all we need to do is have them distracted on barely living and we can get away with everything else and um, that is exactly the society that we live in in America. But round of applause. Seth Marin, we see you. 
We're making progress somewhere social. I don't know. It's uh, things are happening, and we're hoping that Cracker it Barrel, is we see for you. the best. Cracker Barrel. Um, I might go eat there. Sure. I don't know. Probably not, Love but it. I might go eat there. Bomb ass. Uh, <laughs> Cornbread. Let's get out of here and go into how much. No, hey yo, get at us. And I have a backstory for this one. Actually, lay it on me. Okay, so Ao get at us or going out, going down in the DMs is where we ask y'all to like send us something that you want us to talk about or uh, any comments that you had, and like we'll reflect on them. And I have just now recently realized I have been doing a huge disservice to our friend Ron Horn. Shout out to Ron Horn. Always welcome on the pod because apparently Ron Horn has been DMing me news articles for weeks now, and I've just been like, why? Is Ron Horn DMing me news articles? Because it goes down in the DM. And it may be because he listens to this pod and has been like, talk about this. Or it may be because Ron Horn just randomly DMs me news articles. I don't know. Uh, so I want to talk about a couple of the news articles that uh, were recently sent to me. Rooster, as a uh, professor. First off, families furious after police escort students out of graduation for celebrating their diplomas. I saw this on the IG where they were like told, no dancing. You can't dance to celebrate your graduation. And then police were being really handsy in terms of like, well, if you dance, you got to get the fuck out because you ain't allowed to be here anymore. And um, that seems like bullshit. I don't know. You're. Did you see this? Do you have I have seen this? this. This is racism. Just across the board. The funniest part was the. Bl- the it, it. You can tell, like from the crowd, it is a predominantly black yeah. uh, high school. This happened in Baton Rouge, and, and it's a black cop. No, I mean, yeah, it's Baton Rouge. Yeah, shout out to Donnie Rose. Shout out to so, Desiree like, Jackmo. Shout wait, out to Zero. Is this racism? No, is it's it, racism. It, so it's because go. it's because, and I've seen this uh, similarly across the educational spectrum, where you have this idea of. Uh, I just lost the word. Uh, de- decorum. Decorum. Yes. yes. Uh, decorum. Where it has to be serious, somber. Right, and. It's it's this thing where I don't want to say educators because I don't think teachers adhere to this or the majority of teachers adhere to this. But I definitely think that uh, administration mm. and uh, the school boards, school boards adhere to this idea of decorum where it's even if you are a high school on the west side or the south side of San Antonio, like you have to act like you are in Harvard or Princeton. Or one of these Ivy League areas, mm. and then these ceremonies reflect that. Yeah, and I completely disagree. I think you need let to- these motherfuckers celebrate. Yeah, one thousand percent. Be 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 your goddamn authentic selves, and like it's a win, man. Like, it is a win, and I I hate to say this out loud, but I like I got to be real. For some of these students, this is the biggest educational win that they're gonna get. Fucking a, you know, and for. And this is also for their families who, like, maybe have people that, like, have never even graduated They high might school. be first-gen students, so nobody has ever even gotten this far. Yeah, so, like, let them fucking celebrate. And for this cop to be, like, so up... So up his ass yeah. to where, like, even administrators were, like, coming up to the cop being like, yo... 
sit the fuck it's not down. That serious. Yeah. The kid did a backflip or whatever. Like who the fuck? They're gone. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They did a backflip and they were wearing clothes that are underneath their robes. So like it doesn't even break any fucking laws. So like calm the fuck down. And I think it's I think it's um, It's policing joy. Yeah. And that's I think that is a if we're talking the woke progressivism of it all, like that's one of those small uh, cross sections where it happens and it's unfortunate, but like joy gets policed. Like if you're at certain restaurants and you're having too much fun uh, because they got bottomless mimosas and it's brunch and they they'll they'll call the cops. I mean, there's a difference between drunk and disorderly conduct and just mm-hmm. being happy. Or just or better yet, like gentrification happens in certain neighborhoods. And guess what? When you move there, people celebrate in their own ways. That's right. In West Side neighbor- San Antonio fireworks the a. fuck off. Bro, there's a bouncy castle in my hood every weekend mm-hmm. for who who the fuck knows what. Mm. And you just got to live with it because they're going to get a DJ or at least a speaker system and a Spotify account. And they're going to play music till 4 a.m. Yeah. You don't fucking call the cops. Yeah. This also comes from Ron Horn. Uh, so apparently Florida, who is famously led by Ron DeSantis and his anti-woke agenda and his anti-immigrant agenda, has also recently become aware of the fact that his state is kind of dependent on immigrants in order for it to make it run. Ron D's nuts. Ron. Ron D's fuck off. Yeah. And uh, Ron DeSantis and the Florida GOP is being like, so no immigrants, but also, wait, immigrants, don't go nowhere. We want you to stay because if you don't stay, our entire ecosystem collapsed. So they're focusing on trying to make immigration law loopholes so that the current immigrants that are living in Florida can still stay to work the fields because otherwise their entire ecologic system collapses. So mm-hmm. uh, economic, not ecologic, maybe both. Um and Florida so, oranges ain't gonna pick themselves. Exactly. So uh, hypocrisy. So bullshit. So it's, I don't know. I feel that we've gone so far away in terms of immigration laws that used to be on the books. I I yearn for the old Bracero laws where it was like, look, immigrants are gonna come to your country. They're gonna work the jobs. None of your citizens want to work. Yep. They'll earn money. They're gonna send it home. It's okay. Yeah. Let it happen. Um, because I feel like when we talk to the about the progressivism of it all, when you go to cities like Dubai, the people who are working in Dubai, like whether it be the fast food worker, whether it be the construction worker, they don't live in Dubai. They live in Abu Dhabi and they commute via bus. They get immigrated into this city to make it like look like 2099. Um in the United States, I'm not saying that we need to always exploit immigrants because we are a country of immigrants. Immigrants make up the backbone of this country. However, it's always hypocritical to blame, chastise, toss out, what, vilify, what, and persecute immigrants. This is exactly the make America great again uh, mentality of like, but we want to take it back to the 1940s where there were the people that, yeah, exactly. But they were unseen. They were in the background. Mm. There was a butler's pantry, right? There was a whole like everybody that is doing the work. 
which were people of color, are hidden. And white people are in the front living their best lives. And we don't need to talk about the people behind the scenes, yeah. right? That's what we have that's what make, That's what re- Make America Great Again means. Let's take it back right. to where white people are, exi- are, are uh, exalted and pushed to the forefront and everybody else is pushed to the background. And continue doing the work, please, because as Florida has realized, if you don't do the work, then we're going to collapse. But we just don't want to see you doing the work. We no. just don't want to acknowledge that you do the work. Right. And, um, you know, don't, don't bring more of y'all with you because eventually. Um, and don't have kids. Then don't have kids because eventually. Because then they'll be American citizens. Yeah. I will say this, though. If Ron DeSantis's governing is any indicator uh, he absolutely shouldn't be president, and, I, and and I'm taking it from the this guy's a fascist angle. But if you are even a conservative, this is f- ridiculous. Uh, to be to to write a a law that kicks out slash persecutes immigrants, and then try to find loopholes so that they stay, so they can be further exploited. To take a fight against Disney in the state where that's one of your largest. Cash, cows cash cows yeah is insane like what the fuck's he gonna do for the united states yeah. like cops of fucking lootly fuck out of here rondy's so. nuts let's get the fuck out of here yo. yo this tequila what's the name of this tequila again sangre de vida sangre de vida he's giving me vida listen he's giving me sangre i we're supposed to have a birthday party and a viewing and i might just pass out by 10 o'clock and Shut y'all six o'clock y- y'all have fun with that but let's get the fuck out of here We want to thank y'all for listening. This is Gemini's production. Uh, anything you got coming up this week? You're you're full in on summer break. So anything uh, you're looking forward to uh, this week? In two weeks, we got uh, Vincent uh, Blue, Mr. Blues Black coming uh, Black Blues. Yeah, that's what it is. I think coming in from uh, H Town, coming to feature at Blah. Loving it. I don't know what that means. It's all good. Poets, poetry, um, poets doing poetry things. Yeah, just happy to be here, man. Um, and what about yourself? You got anything that you're excited for? I mean, uh, wait, have you seen Into the Spider Verse yet? No, <laughs> and I haven't seen the first one either. Get the fuck out! I know here. I'm so behind. Uh, I don't watch a lot of animated things. It's so uh, good. No. And I've heard, I've heard. I did hear though that this sequel was not as good as the first one. I've heard the opposite, but it's cool. Wow. Okay. All right. I will. You know what we didn't talk about on this pod that we were going to talk about? What? Eva. No, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week? Yeah, because I need to see her new movie. You know the new movie? No. On Hulu, she produced a- But we were talking about Eva's CNN thing. No, no, no. This is all connected. Okay. Next week, Eva pod. Eva pod. Because, <laughs> yeah, she has the new HBO Max special, uh-huh. Exploring Mexico, which uh-huh. I've, I'm now Is three that HBO or, or yeah, CNN? It's, it's Max. It's Max. Okay. Well, Max owns CNN, I think. Uh, and there, I've, I'm about four episodes in. I was half an episode in and then I fell asleep. Fair. We will talk about that. <laughs> okay. But then also she's in the news because she produced a new movie 
I think it's called Hot Cheetos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, and it's yes, all yes. about that story, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a whole other thing. I'm, ex- I'm excited to uh, see it. And then she also came out that she's going to move back to San Antonio because life and uh, we have the best tacos, according do. to her. Uh, well, we do. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to... You heard if- that, Laredo. You heard that. You heard that, Laredo. We got him. We got him. We got him. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um, I'm excited. I'm allegedly recording a live spoken word album this week. Yeah. In Houston. H-Town. It's going to rain. I don't... We'll see well, what that's happens. why you got the backup. Yeah, and also I'm uh, losing my voice. <laughs> actively mm. losing my voice so we'll see what happens um, but in the meantime in between time we want to thank y'all for listening we appreciate y'all so much this podcast is brought to you by Corazón de Vida Corazón de Vida no it is not they haven't paid us yeah it is not brought to you by Corazón de Vida but I mean we're the more vibes than happy. are brought to that's you that's right this is a Gemini's production Sangre de Vida and, uh, Sangre de Vida uh, if you want to find more about Rooster Rooster you can find me on Instagram Roost MTZ R-O-O-S-T-M-T-Z that's right and if you want to learn about Chibi where can, can you find them you can find me at Gemini's G-E-M-I-N-E-Y-E-S or Gemini's production Happy birthday, Chibi. That's right. We got ribs to eat. 29 plus shipping and handling. And because of inflation, that shipping and handling just went up. Uh, Until next time, y'all. Stay safe out there. Climate change. Bye.